Mora conducts physician-led support groups, helping people live healthier, happier lives, free from chronic diseases like diabetes, hypertension, and obesity. And on our podcast, Health and Mora with Dr. Lori Marbus, we bring to you nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests to empower and inspire you with their knowledge and stories of plant-based lifestyle so that you can be your healthiest self. Well, let's get started and welcome to the podcast. I'm, oh my goodness, this is my second interview with one of my favorite people, Miss Elaine Lillane, the wife of the infamous Jack Lillane. I should say famous, uh, Jack Lillane. How are you, ma'am? Oh, I am fine. And Lori, uh, you're one of my uh, dear, dear uh, friends. And I, I really appreciate you. And and uh, I just saw her with ACLM. Yes, we met American in person. College is... of, of Lifestyle Medicine. Yes. Explain lifestyle. Uh, explain it, what lifestyle sure. So, well, you, we met there because you, you were accepted at an award for Jack yes. uh, on stage. And I was so excited to sit there and what you were, you had a crowd of 2000 rolling, by the way, they loved you. Oh my goodness. Um, so what lifestyle medicine is, it's a practice of medicine that really focuses on the foundation of everything, honestly, that Jack espoused, right? So it's eating a healthy plant-centric diet. Your exercise is key to the movement, moving your body throughout your life, which we'll definitely get into with you. Uh, you know, really important restorative sleep. We talk about stress reduction, social connection, yes. community, and avoiding like alcohol and tobacco and um, really, it, it, I feel like it could be, <laughs> he probably was a father of lifestyle medicine before, before well, you know, he started. <laughs> when I, when they asked me to, I received this award, it's uh, a Lifetime Achievement Award from, from uh, ACLM, and uh, it was for 19, uh, 2021, uh, Jack posthumously and myself, and that was 2020 for 2021. And for 2022, Dr. Ken Cooper. So I was able to see Dr. Ken Cooper, a good friend, and his wife, Millie, uh, at the uh, event. So it was a lot, it was a fun event and what a, and how enthusiastic these people are. It's just, and our old doctors and they're all, charged up and they're all in good shape <laughs> no yes uh, yeah having dr king cooper and you on the same stage was a highlight such a highlight yeah, of my it, life so yeah it was beautiful amazing yeah. oh my goodness well let's get into just for those of you who are less familiar uh with the lilane story can you tell me a little bit about uh yourself and jack and how you met well, I think we went through this. One, we one did, one, but just but, a short, just so, a shorter version. <laughs> I was on television in San Francisco um, in the, I started in 1948 with a, a commercial up in uh, uh, the transfer. You see, in those days, my first commercial was for butternut bread. And I come in and I'd open the bread and I go, 
really good or something like that. And that was a, a commercial we'd drive up every night at six o'clock because <clears throat> that's when television went on the air from the transmitters. And, uh, and uh, so that's, that's how I started in television. And I was working out of an agency, a modeling agency, and I'm too short for runway. So I, I was played housewives and I, you know, I did, I did a lot of, a lot of uh, trade shows and um, I, I sold everything from blow torches to hospital beds. To, <laughs> you know, they'd, they'd hire a girl to come in and uh, their booth, you know, and then you talk about it. So I was, uh, then I was a, uh, demonstrating 45 records, not at the trade shows, but at Emporium Department Store, just coming out. 33 and a third was coming out from Columbia and uh, 45 records were coming out from, from uh, RCA. And I, uh, I was at the Emporium and demonstrating and how it's great kit for kids and everything. And, and, um, so some lady came up and me and says, can I get Bing Crosby? And I said, no, but you can get Perry Como and he sounds just like him. And then pretty soon, Les Beloy, the, uh, he was very famous in San Francisco, disc jockey. And he sauntered over to me and he said, you know, uh, if uh, I'm starting a television show, it's gonna be an hour and a half on ABC and we're gonna go on the air at 4.30. That's because we were going on the air. We're going on the air at 4.30. Now this was about 1950. And uh, and we're gonna have an ABC uh, orchestra from a radio. And so uh, I'd like to have you be on the show with me and also book the show, hour and a half. And so, he asked me if I could do it, and I said, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. And I said, yes. Yeah. He says, okay, call Bill Blake over at the Orpheum and call this one and call that one. Call the uh, Kernan Geary and find out who's coming. And then, I mean, then, you know, because in those days, a lot of movie stars would come to the movie theaters and talk about their film. And so therefore you could get a lot of movie stars and you could get the people who were coming to the Kern and Gary, the, uh, the, uh, the Kern and Gary is the uh, performance, you know, or the uh, live performances. So that's what I did. I just, and I, and we transmitted from the, the Sutro Mountain, which is some of uh, the Sutro Peak, uh, Sutro Peaks up in, on San Francisco. Mm. And uh, so it was an old uh, mansion called Sutro Mansion. And they put me in the, I, the first phone I had was in the, in the ballroom sitting on the floor because there was no place to sit, calling people to come on this show. And then the, finally they put me up in an unfinished place of, on a third floor there. And uh, I got a phone up there. <laughs> and, and then I would come down at fourth, uh, you know, just before four thirty to make sure everything was good, and I would um, uh, then we do the show, and the people would show up, but they get lost coming up to Sutro because it's a lot, you know, Twin Peaks, 
in San Francisco. And so a lot of times when people didn't show up, anybody that was around, I said, come on, you're we're, you're the next interview. <laughs> so that's, and that. And then I got this call from San Francisco, I mean, Oakland and said, that we got this guy could do push-ups for your whole show. And I <laughs> Oh, that was great. So that's that was Jacqueline Lane. And then he started his show in 1951. And uh three years he used to come over and say, You and I was smoking cigarettes and eating beer claws and all that stuff. And he'd come over to my desk and he said, You should be apple, eating apples and bananas. And we're just I didn't like it. I wouldn't tell you this. And I said, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> But I, he would, we brought this guy over with a very big corporation out to here, way out to, he had a great big building. He said, I'm going to take 30 pounds off that man in 30 days. And he did. And this guy, he, he did everything Jack told him to do. And he's losing weight. And he's, his name was Bill Mayhood. And uh, isn't that funny? I can remember that name. Yeah. And uh, so that's, and I looked and I said, and then Jack brought over pictures of lungs pink lungs, black lungs, mm. holy lungs. I mean, lungs with holes in them. And I thought, oh my, he'd say, now this is a, what you're supposed to look like. This is, if you smoke, this is your lungs get black and if you smoke too much, this is what happens. You get holes in your lungs, you can't breathe. That scared the heck out of me. And so I quit smoking like that. And uh, I had the hoots and jingles for a couple of days, but but I I went through it. And I'm telling you, the greens were greener, the blues were bluer, and I I was and I started broiling everything I used to fry. And that's how I got started. And that's how I met Jack. Now you probably want to know, well, where's the romance department? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have one quick I just want to clarify for people so on that very first show that he came he did push-ups for full 90 minutes correct yes he did push-ups <laughs> for the whole 90 minutes and, and I we and he didn't, he didn't say anything didn't do anything he just did the push-ups and then we just panned over to him and, and that was it you know <laughs> oh my gosh okay so, and then and your age right now is 90 77 yeah oh, that was like, okay. I'm, I'm gonna Amazing. Um, let's see Sunday this is let's see today is Friday the 17th and I and I, I that's when we're doing the show I don't know when you're going to show this but yes just in case you want to know <laughs> yes uh, I'm uh, March 19th I'm going to be uh, 98 yeah, 90, 97. Oh, you'll be 97 on Sunday. Well, happy early birthday. Oh, thank Gosh. you. Thank if you. All, if all we could, we could all yeah. be as sharp as you are and active. Well, yeah. okay, so let's get back to the romance. Oh, yeah. Well, now That's... the romance uh, didn't start till three years later. <laughs> <laughs> you had to I clean mean, up your was... act first. <laughs> He used to ask me out, but I, you know, I, I wasn't interested. You know, in those days, they they made big guys with big bustles, and they that they they made them look like they didn't have anything up here, you know. So one day, 
I he used to ask me out from time to time and what to have dinner, you know. So one day I said, "Yeah, okay." And so because I got off the show at eight uh, at six o'clock, and and so dinner that's dinner time. So we went to dinner with his friends and we went out and and uh, I just we started talking. We went over to the Huntington Hotel and we um, started talking and and uh, with the friends with this restaurant and. Um, so we started uh, just chatting and I said, my gosh, he's smart, you know, and we have, they had a company party, you know, at KGO and I, he did dance with me, he did jitterbug with me for a little bit We at this company party. So I knew he was a good dancer, but then now he comes over and he, and they, we talk, he's, gosh, he's, He's smart. He's he's got a mind. <laughs> and then um, we um, he we we had to wait to get into this restaurant, and so we went over to the piano bar, and they said, "Jack, sing a song." Yeah. So he was a great singer. He really <laughs> so he sang because you're mine. Da 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 dee, da 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 da. And I thought, oh my god. He sings too. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know, we started dating after the rat that and, and uh, it just and and six years later we were married. <laughs> oh wow. Oh my goodness. So brains, bronze, singing, dancing. What more could you ask for? <laughs> well, this is fabulous. So that is that's the history. And then but now let's get into your new book. Let me put that in here. It's called Pride and Discipline. Yes, I got I got a lovely um you wrote to me inside of it. So thank you so much. I just love that so much. Yes. Yeah, you know, I I um I I so I we got an exciting thing that because we just we're now on Audible. And uh so I uh, and we are five stars. We got five oh. stars. Uh, and they said, love this book, The Godfather of Fitness. And it goes on and on how, how great it was and, and, uh, and how he's uh, motivating. And he, it is motivating. Oh, I mean, yeah. when I was, we were doing this book with, I, with Greg Justice, that's my co-author, and Crystal Babb, her, his gal that was working with him. I'm telling you, I, I, it, it was inspiring to me every day, every time I do one of his writing. I mean, you know, I, we, we'd say, well, let's put this here. Let's put that writing there. Because I want this book to flow. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, I, I start out, I tell this, I tell lots of stories mm -hmm. in my introduction, you know, and then, and uh, it's, uh, then I go from there. Uh, and and then we talk about the Jack's first show. He said, "Oh, I have to tell you, the first time he ever did this commercial on television on the bread, mm -hmm. he he had this piece of bread, uh, this loaf of bread. So he so he just knew on television, and he just takes this bread, and he says, 
it's all white. And he goes like this and rolls it all up in a bowl and bang, hits it on the floor and hits in their stomach. Well, he had the wrapper this and showing the showing who his bread it was. And they said, get that guy off the air, you know. <laughs> so he's saying white but anyway, it all there. resolved and then and uh, so he never did that again but he he was trying to show you he says well that hits your stomach that takes all the energy out of you and then he goes on and on about what it does to you the white bread because mm -hmm. he was a great one for you know the whole grain whole grains bread yeah bread. absolutely well let's <laughs> tell me a little bit about what was the inspiration for the book and what it is so we're telling stories like what is well, this all about you know greg justice and i were in, uh, inducted into the fitness hall of fame together and then oh. uh, we became friends and and uh, later on and, and through uh, idea and and a lot of the you know fitness uh, venues so we, he said to me, you know, Jack was great on pride. He read a lot about Jack, about how strong he was about pride and discipline. And he said, you know, you should write a book about pride and discipline. And Jack's, that's what Jack talks about all the time. And, um, and so he said, and you should put in some of his writings. So we, I, I started digging out all his writing. So he named the book Pride and Discipline, the legacy of Jack LaLanne in his own words and those he's inspired. So we have other lot of people that he's inspired in there. So it it goes from the beginning. Lou Ferrigno does the, uh, mm -hmm. does the uh, introduction and he tells the story about how he met Jack and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and how Jack picked up this check and Mm -hmm. I'm just uh, it's just an exciting book and every time I look at it read it I didn't want to make it boring either I wanted to make those writings short mm -hmm. so these writings are very short now some of the chapters uh you know it, I didn't call them chapters I called them segments mm -hmm. uh, it the first one is from training to in this gym to training on television that tells a little bit about Jack. Mm -hmm. And then I have a whole thing on here. You you see it yeah. in the book? Yeah, I see. So like section one, first feats and strengths and awards, feats of strength, which it's just every time I read about anything he does, it still astounds me. And the yeah. and the photo on the front of it, I have we have Jack's pictures hanging in our hallway that you sent me last time. I still have all those and hanging them <laughs> up. Um, but section two, mindset, attitude, visualization, and success, which is so important. Section three, exercise and nutrition. Section four is more nutrition. Section five, humor, faith, and successful aging. Definitely you two are the, the beacons for that. Section six, family scrapbook memoirs. Section seven. That, and there's a section, is it six and seven or? Um, seven about our family. I go, we got a yeah. whole on our family. They all write something. I love that. <laughs> and then section eight is all the timelines. So you can actually go through his life. And that was lovely. I, yeah. I think it was a wonderful oh, way. Oh, so, and his humor. How oh, about the humor? Yep. Section five. Yes. Um, 
So maybe we could talk a little bit about some of his, you know, section one, kind of the feats of strength. What stands out in your mind is some of your favorite crazy things that he did. There's so many, but what are some of your favorite ones? Favorite what? His feats of strength. Some of the, the oh, crazy things he's done. Well, he did, you know, a thousand push-ups in 23 minutes on the Art Baker's Do That Sport show. <laughs> That's after we did them on uh, our show, and and that was on ABC in the early days. The uh, Some of his swims, I think the most, uh, I don't have really favorites of anything, but I the one that uh, the outstanding one is the Alcatraz one because everybody's heard about how dangerous Alcatraz is. And there's actually five to seven tides. I can't remember if it's five to seven around the, and, and, and the tides go around like this hmm. and then they go out, then they go like out to sea. I don't know what it is. And um, so you have to do, the swims, he swam from Alcatraz to the mainland, uh, handcuffed. And that was in when he was 41. And then he, uh, when he was 40, he swam underneath the Golden Gate Bridge uh, underwater. <laughs> and the, But those, you know, the Alcatraz ones and the San Francisco ones are, are seem to be the ones that stand out. But his 70th birthday ones, he is, was in Long Beach, but I'll tell you about that. But his hands were handcuffed, so he had to swim like this. Then when he was 60, he announced that he was going to swim from Alcatraz to the mainland, handcuffed, but he was going to be shackled on his feet and towing a thousand pound boat. I said, you gotta, you gotta be nuts, you know? <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, he practiced and, uh, in the book, uh, I think I there's in the book there's a picture of him, mm -hmm. me pouring ice on him in the bathtub, mm. and uh, in order for him to get used to the cold water to do the swim up there, he had to get used to cold water. So he said, "Go down on uh, on La Brea in Los Angeles and get me uh, fifty pounds of ice." So I he would. I would go uh, periodically, go down and get this ice and, and pour over him. And then he'd sit there in, uh, for an hour in the bathtub with his swimming suit on and his and the water in the bathtub and the ice making him cold, you know? Wow. I thought that was nuts. <laughs> but anyway, yes, that was, uh, that's, and then he goes up there and he does, that's, that's his, this was for the 60th birthday swim. And so he goes up there and he practices. Then he gets caught one time in the in the um in the seaweed. He could hardly get out and um practicing in the in the bay there. But um he also um wrote down uh, he'd go out to dinner that night, you know, the night that the first day he started. He'd um, he'd write down how he felt that day, and he got no. It's it's in the book. The actual little piece of paper is in the it's in the book that he wrote on. There's a whole bunch of there's like six little pieces of paper that he wrote on, and then he he would 
and just I, I I won't go through them all, but one of them had said, um, you know, he got numb, and then he, the day I felt a little better, this day, the next day, and then the the, uh, the the last one he said, I love cold water. I love cold water. I love cold water. <laughs> See, Jack was a great one to visualize, and he was talking himself into loving cold water. <laughs> yep, it's positive self talk. Speak it, it will be true. Oh my gosh. And then there was another one I saw that he did a thousand or a hundred, excuse me, and the Navy actually watched him, but a hundred handstand push up. A hundred a thousand push ups and a thousand chins. Oh yes. That was in yeah. an Is that hour. the one you're talking about? There's that one, but then also when he was in the Navy, he did a hundred uh, handstand, uh, handstand push-ups push-ups in like five and minutes that was 1940 yeah i know five or 45 and that's when he was in the navy oh you know, during world war ii and uh he was stationed uh and uh that's what he did these handstands and they and they took a picture of him and so yep. i have i still have that that's in the book too yep it uh, is i saw that it, that, yeah, it just he was over in guadalcanal and soup he talks about that too and the I know he doesn't talk about it. I tell the story of it because mm. Jack was not one to toot his own horn. He mm. didn't like to talk about himself. He mm. he uh, he would ask you ask him. He would answer, mm. but he didn't just come out and say I did this and I did that. You know, I mean, he wasn't that kind yeah. of guy. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So feats of strength, <laughs> bar none, and then. Uh, yeah, so visualization, success, I feel like that. So what would you say would be some of the most powerful, potent things he did to really help with his mindset and attitude? Like, what do you feel were some of the things he did or worked with clients um, that helped them? Well, Jack, I think, visualized everything he did. He believed in visualization. He believed in seeing it. He'd always say to me, uh, before I went up to San Francisco, he says, I, I can see myself coming out of the water. I can see myself coming out of the water. Mm. And I know what he said a lot of times to me before he left. Mm. And before he left, he said, I see myself coming out of the water. Mm, <laughs> and uh, he um, and there is a picture of him coming out of the water in the book. Mm. And he's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, wow. he, it was it was uh, something to look at. Wow. There was another one that I was reading about, um, and he was being pulled uh, by a helicopter, water skiing or something. Oh, and he, yeah. And you turned him halfway back, and he was disappointed. Oh, it was only I've got so many miles. stories <laughs> about the, about the helicopter. Uh, that's not in the, uh, this story is not in the book, but I'm going to tell it to you. Yes. Uh, we were, he decided that he, we, he, we took up water skiing, and then he gets all these big ideas. <laughs> He gets all these big ideas. First of all, he buys. Let me tell. There's two stories. Go Do you for have it. time? Oh, of course I have time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First of all, he buys this boat. Okay. He get. He gets. He gets um, twin engines on this little boat. You know, and and we're going to water ski with this boat. So he, so he brings it. all. he gets a a nice carrier for the the boat and everything. And he so we turn it around and put it in the water. He says, "Get in." And I, so he said, let's test it out. So I get in the boat. He said, um, okay, 
and he unhooks hooks the boat and from the you know the car or from the boat uh, launcher or whatever mm -hmm. and uh, so then he he says okay start the motor I said doesn't it have gears and he says no start the motor he goes the boat goes up, up the ramp and hits his Cadillac dents the Cadillac, ruins the two brand new engines. <laughs> but but then, and there's, then he decides, <laughs> then he decides that he's going to, um, he's going to uh, ski behind the helicopter. So he, he got this helicopter, a friend, and he's going to, so we practice with the hell. So I'm all dressed up in my outfit. I think that's in the book to go in, you know, in the helicopter. And so I go in the helicopter with the Rick, um, the pilot. He's down. We put him in the water. So he now he's skiing behind the helicopter, and he he's going to ski. Now he says, "I want to ski to the Farallon Islands with." Uh, on one ski and uh, you got all these ideas. I mean, you know, I mean, I have to go through all this stuff. <laughs> anyway, he, um, uh, that was one of the, that was one of them, but it's, um, we skied, we skied halfway out. Rick says to me, we're, we're going to the Fairline Islands, it's 26 miles. So, but the winds came up so strong. Wow. So it's 30 miles to the Gerlons and it's 30 miles back. Mm. Okay, we got halfway and Rick says, um, we're gonna, we could go to the islands, but we're not gonna get back mm -hmm. <laughs> because of the fuel, it's eating up too much fuel. Gotcha. So I had to make a quick decision and the press is waiting for <laughs> And I, uh, we just said, I, I made a decision, turn around and go back. So mm. that's the only one he uh, pooped out on us. <laughs> so he went like 30 some odd miles instead of the full 60. Yeah, we got there, but we turned back. And so he, but uh, he's, he's got, oh, there's so many things. Oh, that, I get it. Uh, oh, so. my. Water <laughs> scheme behind a helicopter. Yeah, right. Oh, he has no fear. Did he have was did he have any fears of anything? What? Did he no, have I, any well, I fears? No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, I don't. We just and you know what? We we didn't. He just he was not negative. He, he couldn't have a negative thought in his brain. Oh wow! He just I I don't know whether it goes back to his childhood. Probably did. Mm. And uh, he just he just decided he was never going to be negative. And uh, so he, anything that was negative, he'd say to me, that's negative. Don't talk. I, we don't talk negative here. We don't. Mm -hmm. So we laugh through life. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's I mean, so anything important. that, uh, anything we have a dis, you know, uh, dissension over, which we didn't have too much. But one time we were, when we were building our house on in the Central Coast, we, we were building this island in the middle of the kitchen, and I and so we had a where to put it, and so mm -hmm. we had a little decide a, a disagreement on who's going to where this is going to go, 
I mean, but before this was ended, we were both just laughing so hard. I don't know, it was such a stupid, stupid thing. You know, so many arguments in people's lives yeah. are just so silly and they can't even remember what they were, you know, when they look back. Yeah. So it's not, so if you can make a little funny out of it, out of the dissension or the disagreement, I mean, so you agree, I, you know, Mm -hmm. So I always find I always try to find a happy medium, you know. Yeah. There's always there's always a happy medium. Because mm -hmm. there's a, there's, name me anything in this life that's one-sided. I have been trying to think of boxes and I mean anything hands, one side, this side, mm -hmm. a piece of paper one side one side there's no one side of, to anything mm. so there's always this side and that side and there's and the most important thing is trying to bring them together here and and to to um, come some kind of an agreement mm -hmm. that's the way you get along in life mm -hmm. that's, that's my philosophy i think that's <laughs> if Everything else in the in the podcast is going to be wonderful, but that is so very important, absolutely. Because <laughs> everyone, we have to understand that someone else is going to have their side of the story that's just as important yeah. as yours. And um, yeah, yeah and there's a lot of times people get like what Jack said or did or whatever. I mean, there's a story that goes out there. Oh, Jack pulled those boats with his teeth, you know, and that's how out there people still say oh i remember when he pulled him with his teeth you know but he did he had a strap around his waist and they had a, and everything was hooked up here wow uh, yeah so and that's and, when he was <laughs> shackled he was, yeah <laughs> oh my goodness well <laughs> i i i'm just so impressed by his life and so early when you know so many people were actually telling him that he wouldn't be successful or that weightlifting wasn't healthy for people I mean it's just phenomenal that someone would go against the the grain of culture like that well you know in the book uh Clint Eastwood uh we have people you know saying people like Clint Eastwood and and Denise Austin Arnold Schwarzenegger and yeah. And Keith Morrison, we've got people, uh, uh, fans, uh, just and just people that knew Jack and uh, Tony Danza, you know, and yeah. uh, it, uh, it just uh, uh, just like Lou Ferrigno tells his story, these people tell their story, and um, it it um, it's he's he he had to go through so much. Well, today they would call it bullying, I guess. But in those days, he was made fun of and called a crackpot and a nut and a charlatan mm -hmm. for charging money. There's some nut in Oakland, California, charging money to exercise. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was like. That was the, it, Clint Eastwood tells the story, uh, kind of what it was like in those days, well, how picky and all that. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, um, it, 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 he he had to go through an awful lot, mm. to, uh, and he was never. I mean, he just he was challenged all the time, but he just kept forging ahead, forging mm. ahead, 
because he believed so strongly in this. And now what he was preaching then, it was, it was poo-pooed. Everybody is teaching, everyone. Mm. Yeah. And nutrition, see, he was a great one on, on uh, eating foods in a natural state as much as possible. Mm. Everything he did was simple, you know, eat right and you can't go wrong, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Just that's why I wanted to keep these paragraphs short, mm. his writing short, mm. overcoming obstacles, the things he had to overcome, I had to overcome, yeah. you know. What were some of the obstacles that you overcame? Tell me. Well, I, you know, uh, my, he, I, I don't know if it's in this book, but it's in other books. Um, I, I, I was hit by a bus and um, I was sitting at the Hollywood Bowl. Jack was in, this was in the 73. And uh, I was sitting at the Hollywood Bowl and I, I got, um, I got hit. I, I was, bus lost, lost its brakes and hit me behind and the people were coming into the Hollywood Bowl and I got shot right into the policeman. <laughs> he wow. got hurt, but just me. But I, and it broke my gas tank. And, uh, and just before that, you met John earlier. John was young and he was, playing hockey and he was practicing and I'd take him to hockey practice and I was sitting there waiting and all of a sudden like whoa whoa but before that in those days you didn't wear many seat belts were you know you had seat belts so he hooked hooked a seat belt on me and he said mom put that seat belt on and he hooked it on so tight and I went like this, otherwise I'd gone through the windshield, and um, and then and the bus bounced off the back of the car, and um, and I was in this position, and it wrenched my neck and right oh. side, and for fourteen years I was in really a lot of pain, but I just went through it. I took acupuncture. I did, I did everything. I mean, I did everything that you can do. So um, I'm, today I can move my neck. I mean, I can, I just pursued and, and uh, it was an obstacle that some people would give up, but I didn't give up, I never would give up. What do you think it was the one thing or was there anything in particular that really helped with your discomfort or your pain? Was there anything there? Oh, anything in particular? exercise, okay. stretching, stretching i mean you know slowly you don't you don't jerk that's one thing that jack always used to say do not jerk anything when you lift your leg you lift your leg you don't jerk your leg back you don't jerk your neck this way or that way you don't if you're going to roll your neck either way you do it slowly you know and there's um I took acupuncture and uh, acup uh, acupuncture and uh, chiropractic. Of course, Jack was a chiropractor. <laughs> yes, you had a chiropractor at home. <laughs> so he sense. was a great help. I'd, I'd always say, give me a three-pointer, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, oh. uh, but uh, 
But see, he never practiced chiropractic because he was in those days, chiropractic and the uh, physicians were not in working together, you mm. know. Mm. <laughs> and so, um, and he had a lot of physicians in his gym that mm. were a lot of doctors in his gym that were working out. And uh, so he never, he never, you know, he never, oh, you know, he never did that. Mm. So he just sort of kept it, kept it quiet till everything. And then he finally let everybody know he was his. That's what his training was. And, and they have, a, there's a, I think it's a 40 years or 30 years. It's the chiropractic thing is in there, not as how long he's, this was his 45 years in chiropractic or something and i i have that but his his uh, stuff was uh, all his memorabilia was taken out of his mother's house when uh uh one time when when they had a somebody stole it you know oh, wow. i don't know where this original one is but wow <laughs> we have that in there yeah, absolutely. Well, we were kind of skimming around nutrition. Can you tell me a little bit about Jack's nutrition and some of the things that he invented that you showed me before we started recording? Well, as I, I he, you know, when we first started on television, he had a, a sponsor called Kiva Wets, and they, uh, and it was a little appetizer pizza, you know. And uh, it was pretty good, pretty good. This guy was in his 90s. And and uh, in fact, as I used to take that to quit smoking, I, I feel like I want a cigarette. I would chop on one of those and, it would, and they were kind of like a little protein thing. And so I, uh, <laughs> Jack decided, well, I, I'm not on TV anymore. So, I mean, I mean, I, I, he's on TV, but he doesn't have that sponsor anymore, so he had to sponsor himself in order to keep him on TV. Hmm. So uh, he came out with uh, he came out with this. He believed in protein so much. He says your skin is protein. Your you know, your protein is so important in your. So he had this. This is his very first uh, protein. This came out in nineteen, probably. 50 oh he started on 51 it's probably 52 wow 52 wow then, then he got a better label because there he is in his suit and everything and then this one this one he they got a little more daring and then they, <laughs> is that you on there with him no that's not me on there that was another gal that he had i i wasn't uh i was I don't know if I started to date him at that time or not. Uh, it was this gal is just a model, okay. you know, and uh, but uh, and then I was, you know, on television and he was, you know, I wow, and, and he just came when he came out with this. Now, this then he uh, he went on, protein, protein, protein. He just so now he thinks he ought to have it. Now this, I was with him. I can tell the story of this. Uh, now I'm working with Jack. Uh, he always wanted me to go work with him because my 
the guy I was working with, Les Malloy, bought a radio station. And then we, uh, he, he fired everybody. And then we, uh, then we had to re restart the whole thing all over again because he went country and western. And uh, so I, uh, I went with Les for a couple of years and then Jack wanted me to work with him. So this can, so Jack, we had a health food store. I'm now working with Jack. We, uh, we have a little store in Oakland, California and down below, up above is a, a balcony and that's where I did all my orders and everything. And in the back, we had a little place where we kept uh, things to, that were selling on TV. And so he, so when, and then we decided to put a little health food store down in this area when you walk in, it's just a little one. Mm -hmm. And we're fooling around one day and, and with the blender, cause he, he, we were putting in <clears throat> with the health food store, we were putting in non-fat milk salads, wheat germ, wheat germ flakes and all, a lot of, a lot of that, you know, and, um, so we decided that, I said, you know, this is instant breakfast. She said, this is really an instant breakfast. Mm. Said, Let's go over to my friend in, uh, here in Oakland and, and he's a biochemist and we'll have him make us, make us some. Mm. So this is what he made us. Oh, he made God. us instant breakfast. Wow. And uh, that's the very first one that, that, that came out in the, uh, in the early 50s, I mean, not middle 50s or the late, because I was, it had to be about 50s, 56. Wow. And then, then when we, uh, then Carnation would do our instantizing for, uh, in 1960, Carnation started to do instantizing because we'd have to put it in the blender to blend it up. You don't, you didn't have any instant, instant stuff. And yeah. so, so we heard about that and we sent this over to uh, Carnation to um, to instantize for us. And then he did, they did our instantizing. And then one day the Pure Food and Drug came along and said, oh, you can't say that because Jack would never come out with a product unless he had a pamphlet, mm. exercise pamphlet, because he believed you have to have, with your nutrition, you have to have exercise. So that's mm -hmm. always with him is exercises king, nutrition's queen, put them together and you got a kingdom. So that, that's it. And um, so that's what we came out with. And uh, then we had to take it off the market because uh, the pure fruit and drug said that we had, we, he mentioned this in his pamphlet. And, uh, and that became a part of the label. You can't do that. Oh. So it came out with, up there it's called reduce so i i i'm not going to get up there and get that's it. okay that's okay but um but then when he came out with reduce we, uh, we didn't care because we we this was we've already been like six years seven years selling this hmm. and uh we're in in la and we were selling a lot of it but he that's didn't right. care he says well we'll just come out with reduce awesome and, uh, not a couple of years later, 1964, Carnation came out with Instant Breakfast. Amazing. And then, and then uh, uh, one of our the guys that helped us, uh, a rack chopper in San Francisco, because we were selling it in the stores, 
he uh, came to us and he says, "I'll give you twenty thousand. I'll give you twenty-five thousand dollars if you give us the rights to instant breakfast." So they they went in court. Anybody could use instant breakfast. Mm. Oh wow! Oh my gosh! Well, there you go. That's a little story. So Nobody cool. <laughs> oh well, now they do. Now they do. So, what was a typical breakfast, lunch, and dinner for Jack? What was his his breakfast? Well, you know, we um, uh, he used to have protein protein drink in the morning, and um, and then at night, at the, he might have, you know, he he was a great one for for sardines. <laughs> and when he'd open up the thing and wash all the oil off of it, <laughs> mm. and then eat the sardines. I mean, that's one of them, you know. Um, with there's a, there's a lot of things he and he he ate a lot of egg whites, you mm. know, like hard boiled eggs, and then and they he would take the yolk out and mm. eat the eggs. Mm. I said, it's because you're afraid of the yolks. You know, he says it's got they've got seventy calories. And so he's got all his calories in his head. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, he and then his dinner. He he never ate between meals. Mm. He didn't eat snacks. He would never eat these snacks. Okay. He just ate ten. He tried to eat ten raw vegetables every night as a salad. Wow. And um, he ate a lot of fish. And earlier in his life, he did eat. He did eat meat when he was, uh, he's, he's tried everything. He even, um, one time when he was young, uh, getting started, he, he heard that the Watusis over in Africa <laughs> were in great physical condition and whatnot, and they drank blood or whatever. I, I, I don't know if it was Watusis or what. I'm not sure what, what uh, tribe it was, but anyway, he'd heard that, that they, and he even drank blood from his slaughterhouse until. <laughs> oh wow! He tried it. He tried it, but tried anything. And he, huh? he he got a little clot one time, and that was it. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! So I, you know, it's just so but really. He, he just would not eat between meals. He and he would not eat any uh, fried food or anything like that. So no processed foods no. other than like his protein yeah. drink, but vegetables fish lots of vegetables and fish mm, and, gotcha. uh, and a, a potato he okay. yeah he says he would he would never uh, overcook he was against overcooking mm. yeah mm. So. okay so when he so potatoes veggies fruits ate a lot of fruits Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> and, and he would have fruit uh, and, and while everybody else is having fruit. He would have he would have an apple or or something like that. How know? about beans and whole grains? Did he eat a lot of beans? Whole grains. He believed in whole wheat. Whole wheat. Yeah, all whole grains. Yes. Okay. Uh, lentils. Eat a lot of lentils and beans and. Yeah, wow yeah perfect oh my goodness yeah. lots, and then, of beans. lots of beans <laughs> beans are so good for you right yes 
so I'm curious about when you mentioned this, the section humor, faith, and successful aging, what would be the tips for successful aging? Well, I think the first thing you do is see everything is in, he says, everything starts between here mm. in your mind. Mm -hmm. So now if you think you're over the hill, a lot of people thought they were over the hill at 40. Okay. Now it's 60 or 50 or whatever. But if you think you're old, you're old. If you, whatever you put in here, you are. Whatever you put in your mind, you are. Mm -hmm. so whatever you think you are, you are. Right. What you think you, you're not, you're not. So it's as simple as that. So you, if you want to have successful aging, you want to make sure that you keep your body in, in, in good running order. You keep your car in good running order. So keep your body in good running order and uh, keep your, and, uh, and eat, eat right and exercise. Mm. So many people I've seen pass away mm. that they just, they don't, they just sit and they don't do anything. And then pretty soon, they're going over and they're going over and they're going over and they're going over. Hmm. And they're gone, you hmm. know, and they don't do anything. Hmm. I've had friends like that and I'm so sad. Why don't you do, why don't you just do a little exercise, you know? But they just, they just don't do it. Yeah. Then they pay, have to pay the price. Yep. Absolutely. Well, what exercise do you do at 90, almost 97? Yeah, in two days, I'll be 97. Yeah. What, what exercise do you do? What is your uh, exercise well, regimen? Well, I must admit, at 97, I don't do what I used to do. <laughs> because I, you know, like, let's, let's face it. Fair you enough. Know, I really started, uh, I, I'm going to tell you exactly how I, I feel. The uh, 93, 90, I'm, well, 91, and 92, 93, I start, I'm, I start thinking, well, I, my leg, you know, goes my bone on bone leg. Hmm. And I, that, that's hurting me. And uh, then I don't have any, I don't feel it. I don't have any really problems inside it's my eyes and my ears mm -hmm. and I'm very strong I have a very strong core and I could do I if I had a little place here I could do a, a 20 easy 20 jackknives you know putting your feet up and now you, you touch your toe I don't touch my toes but I touch my ankles so I could do those right now I don't go down on the floor anymore and do push-ups mm. because it's like it's with my knee I can't get up but uh. unless I pull myself up and that's not that doesn't look so hot you know and you're trying to show somebody <laughs> a push-up so I do my push-ups against you know a sink mm -hmm. or I could you know if I got up now I could do push-ups against here and um it's just it's uh I just, I just, and I stretch. 
Mm. I do a lot of stretching. Mm. I mean, I, and then, you know, a lot of people you get this little ache and pain in your back and then mm -hmm. you just feel like it, it's like this. So I just take and just, I just put one foot in front of the other, or you could climb up, a, climb up a wall, go against a wall, put your hands against the wall and then just kind of, and then just kind of stretch, you know, it's hard to explain right yeah. here. Anyway, yeah. I wrote this book with the Jamie Brinkus of, it's called, If You Want to Live, Move, uh, mm. Putting the Boom Back in Boomers. And uh, that was my book before this. And uh, so that's on Amazon too, along with, Oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> I have it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. If you want to live more, well, in the boom uh, <laughs> it, it, it has a lot of exercises in it, but it has a lot of uh, mindset too, you know. And it has mm -hmm. a lot of so Jim, Jamie Breckers, he's on uh, he's on uh, PBS now, and with his he's a little show on that <laughs> on uh, on that PBS. Oh but, my goodness! Uh, anyway, so I. So, but, you know, if you just do a little something, he, he's great for eight minutes, you know, mm. an eight minute exercise. If you, if you don't do anything, have you got eight minutes in the day? And then the, we've got, that's what the book's all about. Great. So eight, oh my gosh. eight minutes a day gets you on your way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So exercise, movements. And really mindsets, and even if you're struggling with eyesight issues or hearing or whatever, mm -hmm. modifying to what you can do. Well, do you just do what you can. And that's what I do. I do what I can. And you know, when you get your ears, your eyes go, I have macular degeneration now and um, in this eye. And uh, this one is starting and you know, I am almost, no, three years, I'm going to be a hundred. You know, I can't believe this. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my goodness gracious. I love it. So, you know, this is a fantastic book and we're also on Amazon, right? So you're on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon and the audible book, you know, uh, we, uh, we did it with, um, uh, with <coughs> Nightingale Conan and, there it's really a great great book it, it just came out and it's got five stars and and we've been back and forth with uh with amazon with the other with the uh, the hard copy mm. and that's been on um, um it's been on bestseller lists too there back and forth so love it it's uh i'm i'm really proud of it i I don't like things to be too long and I don't want to bore people with their my writing, you know, with our writings. And yeah. Greg Justice is uh, my co-author has been a delight to work with. And uh he's he's also script scriptor publishing. He has a publishing company mm. called Scriptor. So he's our publisher and he's my co-author. And uh, it's it all is a great, it's a great team, you yeah. uh. know. Well, it sounds like you had a wonderful team to put together a wonderful book to really testify to life that we all should be leading. So guys, check it out again. We'll have links, Pride and Discipline, The Legacy of Jack LaLanne in his own words, in the words of those inspired, and you and your co-author. Um, this is fantastic. So 
any final words of um, you'd like to share with the audience? Well, I just like to share, you know, three, uh, let's see, two words. Keep moving. <laughs> Amen. Let's do it. <laughs> and then eat right and you can't go wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. And we preach eating right on this show every yeah. single time. So. Yeah. Yeah, this was my uh, my seventh book. <laughs> wow. And, oh, books. I I've got one more thing. Yes. Revitalize your life. It's a great book by Jack. And oh. It's on, now on Audible too. I forgot to tell you. And okay. Yes, it's 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 uh it's called uh, you you uh, you don't have one. I I, I don't I don't have revitalize your life. Yeah, well, it's out of print, but uh. But now it's on Audible. And, okay, uh, I can download it. It's a great book. It's called Revitalize Your Life. You could probably find it on, uh, you know, places that people are selling old books and stuff. Mm. That's a, it's a great book. It's not very long, but mm. it's easy to read. And, and, uh, and it's also motivating uh, and it's in, 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 informing. Oh my gosh, that's great. And because you said that cooking with Jack, that's the, you know. Oh, that cooking with Jack. Yeah, that that <laughs> was uh, my son, Danny, who met him earlier. He uh, he did all the pictures on that book. Oh, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love all the fruits and veggies and that photo. Yeah, that's it's, great. it's not everything that Jack would, uh, you know, uh, he, he didn't eat exactly like that, but you know, you can't. Nobody could eat like him. <laughs> Jack was a man of uh, that is. Yeah, he was a you know he did he didn't expect you to do it, but he did. He said he you know I said when I I'm 80 years old, Jack now, and I've done everything, and I'm not and didn't have a piece of cake. I didn't have anything, and if I want a piece of cake, I'm going to have a piece of cake if somebody has a birthday. It's not what you do some of the time that counts. It's what you do most of the time that counts. There you go. That's perfect. That's my parting. That is your final words. And I love it. It doesn't matter what you do some of the time, but what you do most of the time. Amen. Oh my gosh. That's perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Lane. We're going to Lala. Lala, it is. You know, it's fun. Just on a side note, we have some friends that have a little uh, a little boy who's four. He's he's called me Lala for a couple of years. And every time he called me Lala, I think of you. So. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. And I hope you enjoyed that video. Before you go, though, please hit the subscribe and alert buttons so you don't miss out on any of the amazing content we're working so hard to provide you. We upload a new episode of Health and Mora with Dr. Lori Marbus every Friday. Now, if you'd rather listen to the podcast, you can find us on all the major platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. If you're looking for amazing resources to help you start and sustain a plant-based diet, exercise, recipes, or anything wellness, we got you covered there too. Because at Mora, we actually provide physician-led support groups to help people live happier, healthier lives free of metabolic disease. Don't forget to check out our website at mora.com. And thanks again for watching.